Does everything have a bright side to it? Of course. It doesn't always outweigh the negatives, but everything has a bright side to it. This makes happiness a choice. And here we say that the discipline of being happy is the ultimate discipline. With that said, welcome to the Ultimate Discipline Podcast, where we meet with people who are practitioners of this exact discipline, and we hear their cool stories of cultivating happiness through challenges in their life. I am your host, Sean Greenspan. Let's get to it. Well, hi, Jay. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. Sean, how are you? I am good. I am good. I actually going through, I think it's like the third or fourth section of the mind change course. It's a, it's, it's fun so far. I'm still in the beginning stages. Like I'm not doing the work. I'm seeing the work done on others. Well, it's important to get a feel for what it is before you jump in. So that's great. Sounds like you're making good progress. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who don't know, you know, Kara is a mind change practitioner and uh, would you mind sharing like what mind change is and a sentence or two? Sure. It's such a funny thing to have to put into words what it is. So I would say mind change is a process of owning whatever is going on inside of your own mind and being able to choose what goes on in there. Um, and it's it, it teaches people how to do that, how to take ownership of what goes on in your mind and make it what you want it to be. It's so funny. That was so clear to me. That's beautiful. Owning, you know, owning and being able to have control of what's going on in your mind. Um, but I know with someone that has such deep knowledge like yourself, there's like, you're like, yeah, but there's this and this and this, you know, there's probably so much, so much more to it. Um, how'd you get involved in mind change? Yeah, well, I think there was a time when I didn't feel like I had control over what what went on in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. I was having a lot of trouble sleeping, uh, really bad insomnia. Um, that was just impacting my life on every level. I mean, it was impacting my work. It was impacting my family life. And I just felt a lot of frustration because on the one hand, I had everything I wanted. You know, I had just had a second child. Um, I was in a career that I loved, that I wanted And yet there was just this tremendous undercurrent of anxiety and I couldn't Mm -hmm. get to the root of why and what it was and how it got there. Um, It was just there and it resulted in, I just can't sleep. Um, So during this time, I was just exploring a lot of different ways to solve that. You know, I was seeing doctors, I was doing traditional counseling, I was doing lots of nutritional approaches, kind of everything. Um, to try to figure it out and uh, just kind of ended up in the same place again and again. And at that point, um, I saw Heather McKean, what she had gone through, and I saw her whole transformation. Um, And I basically asked her, hey, do you think this could work on me? Could this work on insomnia? And she was very new to what she had learned, but she said, let's try it. Let's see. Um, so I guess I was a guinea pig. I was sort of her, let's try, let's see if this will work. Um, and we just spent a couple hours together and it was, it was life changing. I mean, from that night, um, I went home and and I had one of the best nights of sleep I ever had medication free. Just instantly. Yeah. That first night. 
And I just thought, oh, oh my goodness, that was amazing. Um, so at that point, I just thought, I, I just want to figure out what that was, how it worked, why it worked so well, and how to start applying this to other areas of my life. If, if it can make that much of a difference, um, mm -hmm. what else? What else am I capable of? What else can I do? Um, and so wow. that's kind of how the journey began for me. Nice. So, so you and Heather were, were friends first. Yeah, yeah, we were oh, friends. Cool. We were also we worked together in ministry, um, right. and so we had some overlap there. Yeah. So you guys were friends. You saw her go through a dramatic transformation, Correct. and then you and then you guys started talking. So you basically were like, "I have insomnia that's like almost crippling." Right? Let's like, and you know that it, it, it is it is um, difficult. You know, it's almost like. You'd rather have like a broken bone or something because everyone's like, I know how to fix that. Put it in a splint, right? Wait yeah. six weeks um, versus, you know, something that might be a little less tangible in the, in the physical sense. Um, and yeah, so that's, you know, that that's beautiful. So is that, has that been your biggest um, revelation and inspiration so far is that you overcame insomnia or have you, you know, you talked about applying it to other areas of your life. Yeah. And I will say just quickly on that other point you made, I actually at one point was hoping that I had a brain tumor and I went and got a, like a, a cat scan of my brain. Cause I thought maybe there's something stopping me from sleeping because I, I wanted there to be a reason. It just seemed like, how could this be happening? You know, sleep is supposed to be this natural thing. And so there was just all of that, but there was no tumor. It was just some things I needed to work out. Um, but yeah, so after yes. that point, I mean, that's what got me, that's what got me in the door and learning these things. But then it kind of just, everything suddenly became unlimited. Like I had, I had been living from such a, I don't know if you're familiar with scarcity, the scarcity principle. Yeah. Um, I'd been so living in can that. Can you talk about that for a second? Like what's a scarcity principle to you? It's a belief that there's not enough to go around, um, a belief that you can only have so much or do so well. A belief that's um, not true. <laughs> that it, right. An untrue belief. Right. And, um, you know, you can't, you can only hope and expect so much. Um, and one of the things actually that, um, I had, I had bought into was, um, so we'd always had a, we'd ha always had a dream of building a family, having many kids, but we also had a dream of moving abroad. Um, but in my mind, I could only have one or the other. I couldn't do both. And part of the insomnia was, well, I can't have another child until I resolve this. And that was what I really wanted. So with the insomnia out of the way, I thought, oh, I can have another child. Like if I can sleep on my own, then I'll be okay. And so then... I had another child, but then without this scarcity mindset, I thought, well, couldn't I also move abroad? <laughs> and we started and dreaming. You and, did. and we did with the three month old. I mean, we started dreaming about what else could we do? Because suddenly it was like, um, if, if whatever goes on in my mind is up to me and I have this incredible power within me. Um, and that's one of the things about mind change. It's you learn just how powerful your mind is. And how powerfully that was created. Yeah. Um, then I'm only limited by what I believe. And and you guys call that like a mind change manifesto, right? When you, when someone says, "Hey, I'm going to um, 
I'm going to create something, right? And what I've learned about the manifesto is it's not, well, I don't want to have stress in my life. It's no, I want to live abroad and have another kid or have kids, right? That's, you know, you know how I live a kind of nomadic lifestyle right now up in Canada. And it's funny because um, people project their scarcity on Emma and myself. And we try to be polite, but like, distance ourselves from it, ignore it because people say, you know, I'm 28 and she's 30 and people say, oh, it's great that you're traveling right now at this point in your life because you won't be able to travel soon. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, la, 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 like, la. I'm like, you know, th- thanks, thanks, but no thanks for, for that thought. Um, but it, it, it does, it does make, you know, I think people like do those things because they do, they protect the ego. They protect you from failing, right? It's like, you know, if you had a goal of, hey, I do want to live abroad and I do want, you have these big audacious goals, like you might not, you know, achieve them all. But, you know, what, from my understanding, what you guys believe is, and I, when I say you guys, let me lump that me in there because I'm a full believer of mind change. But, you know, yeah. what the mind change method is about is about, you know, understand kind of like what you want and then freeing your mind so you can go actually create that in life right it's not just you know i think some people that might look into mind change is actually a question i had early was like oh like if i have a you know if i have a crippling problem it can help me but if i don't have it you know i probably don't need it i don't i don't think now that i'm learning more i think it's more you know you know helping you just free yourself from your mind so you can achieve certain things. Is that kind of how you, you know, would take it? Absolutely. I mean, I think we all have um, a certain amount of energy and creativity, mm-hmm. right? We, we, we are given that we're sort of, we start out as creative beings. Um, but when that creativity and that energy is getting funneled towards Um, managing fear, managing stress, managing worry, um, managing all the limiting beliefs and the things that that cause anxiety, that creativity is now not available for creating and for dreaming. Um, But when you start healing that stuff, when you start healing what is sucking out all that energy, all of a sudden there's just an innate, natural um, creative part of us that comes out. It doesn't have to be, um, I don't want to say it doesn't have to be worked on. It's something we participate in, but it's, it's not hard. It's not like, oh, I need to think about what it's, it just comes. That creativity is just natural. It's just buried under a lot of other stuff. Um, and so it's wonderful to work with people and as they heal these parts of themselves, they, and then you just unleash them to create a manifesto. They just yeah. do it. It's there. They have a dream. They have something they weren't in touch with before, and it just comes out of them. Um, so I love that process. I love how that happens for people. Um, but it's in, all, it's in all of us. Like a lot of people think, I'm not creative. That is not true. Everybody is creative. In, you know, I, I think I know that is correct, that everyone is creative. And it's funny. You know, obviously, uh, Eden and Jeffrey, highly creative people, right? And I thought about it. Creativity can come in any form. So for me, this actually came to me. I went on um, 
maybe it was six months ago. I went on like an eight hour walk, nature walk by myself, not like a hike. Cause it wasn't really, it was kind of more just like a nature walk and it was completely meditative, no phone on me, anything. And I realized that um, one of the things that I realized was like, that everything you do can be artistic. Like even the way that, you know, you, you write and take notes and like organize things can be, you know, a creative expression, but more so like, for me, I was trying to kind of like add like arts into my life and it just didn't feel natural for me. But I realized like for me, like playing basketball is like not just functionally playing basketball, dribble, shoot, like playing basketball in like my own style is kind of like, you know, my way of like creating like and moving like with the body. So I definitely resonate yeah. with that. Absolutely. Um, Movement here, is I'm, a huge yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I want to ask you a question that could probably be a, a six to seven hour answer, but I'm going to see if you can, you can bring it down. And it's, what does the process of mind change look like just at the most basic, you know, few steps? Okay. Um, no, this is good practice for me because people ask me this all the time. So the basic process is identifying um if you can identify something that's bothering you right and we're all pretty good at that how do and then and then you ask well how do i know it bothers me right too good so what's bothering me how do i know it's bothering me and then a key question is um what does that say about me because what you're trying to identify is the problem behind the problem. Why is yep. something a problem, right? Why yep. is it a problem that um, I feel misunderstood? What's so bad about being misunderstood? Yeah. What does it say about me? You know, what's my worst fear that it says about me? Because if we can get to that, what is really bothering you? And how do you know? Is it a feeling? Is it something you see in your mind? Is it just this knowing, a thought? Um, is, it a, is it something you hear? Um, then you can kind of trace where that comes from and how you know it, right? How does your mind connect that and make that real for you? Um, and then we just use that to go back into our files of how we are, who we are and our experiences. And, and we're trying to find the relevant connection to that bother. And if we can trace that all the way back yep. as early as it goes, that's where we need to go, right? It's a, it's something that comes from a subconscious program somewhere in our history. And we want to find that. And once we find it, we can heal it. So it's, so it's reflect on your current life and understand what is limiting you, what is bothering you. And then go back into your memories right and and figure out kind of like where that is coming from in your subconscious programming and then work on that and that will then free you up from that bother or limiting belief or whatever is that is that the, the one two three punch there <laughs> yeah i think so and it's um so we can't we can't think our way logically out of a feeling that we have. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. The brain doesn't work that way. So a feeling that has roots that, you know, when, when people talk about how they get triggered, that just means there's a feeling that that happened at a subconscious level. 
So it has, it has roots. It, it leads somewhere. And wherever it leads to, that's where we need to go to heal it. It's like, well, I forgave so-and-so for the way that they hurt me when I was five. That's a decision I made as an adult. Great, but you still have a lot of feelings from that, and it still gets triggered, right? What you need to do is go back to that five-year-old and heal it for that person and address it where it happened, addressing the wound where it happened in your mind. Um, and then that's what translates to healing in the present. It's like one of the things, the ways that I like to summarize it is, um, what if you could look back on everything in your life through the lens of love and peace and seeing everyone in it as they did the best that they could? And if that's how you that's see beautiful. all the experiences of your past, then that's what you bring with you into your present and then into your future. I love that little nuance you put on there. I know this just from going through the course, but right your memories are malleable and your memories, uh, which is a beautiful thing. Your memories change as you think about them. You said, look through love and joy. And then you said, as if everyone was doing their best, right? Maybe you and me have a history care and you did something, you know, that I, I couldn't, I couldn't for, you know, forgive in the moment and still been dragging it with me. And then you look back at it that maybe she was, hurting inside you know maybe like you didn't even realize what you were doing maybe you know whatever the case is maybe i'm remembering it wrong one of the beautiful things i like is it does put accountability back on yourself which is scary but it's empowering if you're in charge you can change it you know so absolutely i just I absolutely love this, Kara, and um, I just wanted to, you know, thank you for opening up about this and sharing. I think uh, I think it's surefire thing that we're going to have to do this another time because I think we're just uh, the tip of the iceberg here so far. This is one of my favorite things to do to talk about. So yeah, I could I could do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to take a note that we'll have to, but I I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you.